0: I find aliens... Fascinating and weird at the same time. They... They would be like supernatural because... They're from a different planet. And they can do exceptional things. At the same time... It's pretty intense... How... Different they are. So. Seeing an alien. Would. Be. Intense. So. It would be nice. To have. Like a pet alien. Because. Aliens. Are clever. Intelligent and probably wise if they're able to like go to different planets if they have the capability to go to different planets then they're obviously more intelligent because humans haven't been able to directly go to different planets and travel the same way like we went to the moon supposedly and we're trying with Mars and stuff like that but Mars is not inhabitable inhabitable and if we did we would have to like set up a station and like do all these different things and <coughs> So, going to Mars is complicated and it's like aliens probably have the cure for everything that's on earth and they probably have a completely different culture and a different society. So the interact with them would be intelligent. At the same time, we need aliens that have good behavior, and that's respectable, and that even if they communicate in different ways or the same ways, that they support us and stuff like that, so working with an alien would be cool one day. But I want to be able to have space with the alien, have respect, have order. And then... uh, I had a conversation, and it was like medieval times were about anxiety and it's like the reason they had kingdoms and they had patrollers and they had boarded up situations and things of that nature and they had control of who entered and who left who left is because they were anxious because during the medieval times, there was a lot of disease. There was like a lot of issues. So what they did is like they hoarded like all their goods and then they shared it amongst their own community And then they decided, sparsely, who could be part of their community and who could not be. And that situation is similar to a lot of different situations that happen in society. they believed that there were forces and stuff like that because it was considered a disturbing time in history. So they didn't have much knowledge, too, at that time. They lost a lot of their knowledge. So they were worrisome, and they... They didn't know what to believe and what not to believe. And then... There's, like, this one painting where they show, like, society. And there's, like, a UFO in the background. And then they have, like... They believe they saw aliens. Or they also... They also, like, shared everything with each other because they didn't know who to trust. And then they built up society in a way that there was lineage and order into things. And they had to... set up a system in order to improve so it's kind of like I don't know which age of society was the best I wish there was a way to not live in that certain age Um, it's more so to view it so it's like imagine we had like a crystal ball or like some type of device where we could see the different moments of time because i know they teach us certain things in history class and that's all important and that's like our best reference But because there were so many, like, wars and famine and destruction and battles and, like, catastrophes and stuff like that. I'm not sure how accurate the stuff they teach us is or are. Because I would say, give or take the past 300 years are accurate. Because that's when we were like one nation and like, once they became a nation, they had to start documenting stuff. Things are happening. They have a certain level of capabilities and stuff like that. So that stuff is, even with manipulation, is probably certain some certainty in that and accuracy, but when you go back like 500 years, a thousand years, like history is written by the conqueror, and like all these different adverse things happened. So, how can we know that that stuff? is accurate. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how can we trust it going all the way back? Like the further back you go, the less accuracy there is within the documentation because a lot of issues occurred like like when they take over a civilization they take over a village and they fight and they do all these different things like how could they keep the texts like sacred throughout all that time and then like why would a new civilization adopt the history of a civilization that they just conquered because they have to manipulate things so they probably distorted it Or, like, manipulated things or wrote it in their narrative. So, it's kind of like... I would say... Whatever civilization was most recently in charge... That's an accurate depiction if that civilization still exists. So... The US documentation since the US happened in 1776 and so forth, that stuff is accurate probably to a certain extent because nobody invaded and destroyed that country. So that means whatever they have at that point forward is probably somewhat accurate. And like the same thing for other nations. Like you look at China, whoever was the reigning dynasty the most recent the most latest dynasty in china that's probably the most accurate depiction of the chinese people because they're they're the most latest and they're still in charge and it's like that all around the world for each country the latest civilization of that country is the most accurate Because for them, a new civilization to write about the civilization they just conquered, the way programming and society developments happen, it's not in their favor to depict them in the best light or the most accurate. I'm sure there's still some texts that, like, survive and stuff like that, so then they can reference certain things, but what stops the latest civilization from, like, manipulating it, is what I'm saying. So, that's what I mean. So, it's kind of like, So, that's what I mean. So, it's kind of, like... We have to, like... Believe what we see is the most recent. And then... We can even see it in real time. Like, let's say... And it's also... It's a level of documentation. So... If certain civilizations can document better, then that's an improvement. And then they can see it. So. I don't know. It's kind of like. Because even with like paintings, right? They say that this is an accurate painting of that time from this age and stuff like that. But have you heard, like, the stories where they say, like, this painting was stolen and now it's, like, in this country. Or, like, this painting is a fake copy of that painting. And then when wars happen, reigning leaders... They want to. They want to. Keep the best things for themselves. So it's like. They want to sell it. Own it. And like. Do their thing with it. So. And also like. Like, I'm sure the Middle Ages definitely happened. But how can we say it's, like, the way that they depict it? The only thing that's somewhat accurate is probably, like, when they have scientific proof, when they do, like, carbon dating, and they do certain things like that. So, with carbon dating... That shows the age at which certain things existed. And it shows a certain portrayal of those things. And yeah, like, that's accurate. Like, when they say dinosaurs existed. And they have the artifacts. And they have all this documentation. But, like... When they start to, like... Draw them, though... Or they start to describe them in details, like air and death, rather. Like, that's when it becomes kind of like sketchy. Because they say different things. Like, first they said dinosaurs have scales and they were more reptilian. And now they say, oh, they had feathers and they were kind of like land birds. And they say that because birds are related to dinosaurs and reptiles are also related to dinosaurs. So, which one came first? When did they diverge through evolutionary paths? So, it's kind of like. And also, when things evolve. Certain things don't just become extinct, like all of them at one point or randomly. That does occur sometimes, but it's not like that all the time. So maybe there were reptilian dinosaurs or amphibious dinosaurs and bird-like dinosaurs all at the same time. And then slowly one disappeared. One took over and became the strongest predator. And then the other one lowered and stuff like that. So they all could have coincided or coexisted for like a thousand years. And then one of them disappears or becomes less dominant over a period of time. And then another one becomes more established, and so forth. So, they they don't even know if all dinosaurs had feathers, scales, or amphibious, because what we're taught in evolutionary class is kind of like we came from the sea, And then that's when they make up stories, like the Loch Ness Monster and stuff like that. Because there could have been, like, relics of, like... That's another thing, too. Since, like I said, like, they don't, like, stop existing immediately. So... That's why they have fairy tales and, like, stories and relics and stuff like that. Because... Things don't also just become extinct all the way. They become, like, dominant, less dominant. And then there's levels to it where it's, like, endangered and then extinct. So, what if, like, the Loch Ness Monster is real? And then that's, like, some type of dinosaur-type thing. And then it exists in the water and then, or in the sea, or in the ocean, and then it still exists, or there's a few of them left, and they still found a way to survive, but they're endangered. There's even more specifics other than endangered. And then that's why other cultures did other things, like they made dragons, because if dinosaurs also had feathers or related to birds, And they do show that too, like some dinosaurs could fly supposedly or they had wings. So... So if a dragon existed, what if that was like an endangered dinosaur that existed like a thousand years ago before they completely became extinct? So, it's, like, all these stories and, like, all these different things, like, matter. And it's kind of, like... And it's also, they're saying now that they can develop certain endangered or extinct animals. Like, supposedly, like, the mammoth, the woolly mammoth. Like, they're able to find... Frozen versions of it in the tundra or like parts of them, like their hair or pieces of them that were preserved naturally because we know that fossils are preserved through like oil and things like that. So ice too, ice preserves things because it makes things decay slower. Or salt areas, areas that are salty. Because salt is a preservative, a natural preservative. So it's like, if we're able to find those things, that's like a real example of that thing really existed. But if you think about even like the tundra, they have their own microbiome and their own like developments. So it's kind of like, they... It could be, like, a whole nother civilization, like, 30 feet below the tundra. And they could all be, like, existing or at least preserved and stuff like that. And, like, Antarctica and stuff like that hasn't really been, like, mapped out and discovered and, like, traveled through and, like, experimented with as much because it's not a sustainable environment for us as humans. So they don't really explore it to the depths that they can because it takes a lot of effort. Or even if you want to think about the ocean, if, like, 70% of the Earth is the ocean, then we, we just made, like, submarines and, like, Different things that can go underwater to like really low depths. So it's like, how do we? How do we discover those places and stuff like that, and then observe, and then bring those creatures back there and see things like that, because technically, an organism, or like, something that exists, can develop in any type of environment. We say organic things have like carbon, oxygen, nitrogen, hydrogen, and all those things, and when we say organic, we mean that they're like us, and they need these certain things. But if you're, like, in Jupiter, and it's like an alien, why would it need the exact same things as us? And then they say the same thing where it's, like, the Goldilocks zone. And the Goldilocks zone is kind of true, because they're establishing that certain... Organisms can't develop in certain atmospheres and stuff like that. But even the Goldilocks zone in different solar systems, that's just hoping that we find something similar to us. Because that's how it works. We focus on us and then we try to find things similar to us so we can relate to it. So it's kind of like I would like to see like a dragon or like the Lockness Monster or something like that. Not up close, but like just to see like what they were talking about back then. So they say like time travel can exist and like all this other stuff and like I don't think a lot of people want to go to time travel to do it themselves become explorers because that would cause so many issues but it would be nice to like see it so it could be like real time history or something like that I think that would be more interesting than actually going and then teleportation is probably going to be the next big invention because let's say every home has a tele or advanced home until they make it everywhere if you had like a teleportation machine in your house you would just like plug in the coordinates And then you'd be relayed to another teleportation machine. And then you would just automatically be there. Um, Probably be really expensive at first. Um, It probably would affect the economy a lot. Because people travel in so many different ways uh, nowadays. That like something as... Advanced teleportation machine would like. It would have a lot of sales and it would be advanced and it would be successful. At the same time, though, it would mess up the economy for a lot of other things. But I think, like. Anything that cures disease is, like, a big technological advancement. But, like, I think the the next major thing is going to be teleportation and time travel. And that'll change society a lot. It'll be those two things. Besides that, everything is kind of just, like... Everything's kind of just, like, just an improvement that this brings society to a certain direction. But I think teleportation and time travel are, like, the main things that would be the most impressive things to see for society. Because... But teleportation is pretty intense because it's kind of like how would you make your particles random and like dissipate and then come back for relay from one machine to another machine and then come back together? All in one piece. Like everything back where it's supposed to be. And stuff like that. So that's like. That's going to be intense. I'm not sure how they're going to be able to do that. And the first person to actually use it is going to be pretty brave. Um, But they'll be documented in history. They'll be respected and like stuff like that. But at the same time. That's intense to think about. And then time travel, I know some people would want to actually explore and stuff like that. But I think it's better to, like, view. Like, it'll be, like, the new thing to view. Like, you use the machine, the time travel machine, and then you could say, like, let me view... 1492 so I can like view Columbus going if that really happened the way they said and then we'll know for sure too so we'll be like okay I can view Columbus going from across the ocean and then like watch him like do that and see how they really interacted. And then we could see if Columbus is a person that we actually think he is. And it also would be funny too because it would be like... It would be like... It would be like... Was he really a genuine guy? Was he authentic? Should we really give him all the accolades that he did? And then it will also just be, like, funny to, like, see him operate and stuff like that. At the same time... It's kind of like... It's kind of like... Kind of like, that's like the interesting thing to do. So it's kind of like... But maybe there's something we're not thinking about. Because certain inventions... Are really superb, but at the same time, they don't seem extravagant to us because we have it every day, but at the same time, back then, it was something, like, intense. So... i trying to think what other invention would be superb. It's kind of like... Uh, VR, like virtual reality, is pretty fantastic and I can see that being a great invention but that stuff is kind of like worrisome too because I would just want to stay in that world kind of and I feel like a lot of people would too like let's say there was like a machine that was kind of like a sunbathing looking machine and you just, like, sit in it or lay in it. And then it turns on all your senses. And then you go to the virtual reality world, like, how they depict it. And then you're there. So that's interesting. And I can see that happening, too. At the same time, how do you not become lethargic, weak, weak, physically tired all the time and all these different things and how do you not make yourself stay in that world because a lot of people will just want to stay in that world and how will you know when you're out of that world that's like a weird gray area thing that has to be like that's a major thing because now they have certain virtual reality. So if it's like a complete embodiment of virtual reality, there has to be a way to like decipher when you're in and out of it. So that's kind of scary, so. Yeah, but those are like the trends that would be the best inventions will be like VR, teleportation, and time travel. Whoever makes those will be pretty set at the same time, though. I mean... Exploration will always be a thing, but, like, it's not gonna be as possible as those things. I'm trying to think what else is there. I think that's mostly it, but that's like the major focus too is just like history and stuff like that. Because history like like I said, like going back it's about the civilizations. that's another thing, too. Like, sometimes I think about religions, and religions are, like, paramount versions of history. It's just, like, the most epic part of history, supposedly. So, it's kind of, like, whether it's, like, all these different prophets, or these different religions, or stuff like that. How were they able to become so popular with limited resources? I don't know how they were able to do that. Or did someone just make it when there were resources and then it's more of like an epic or like you know what I mean but there has to be some type of design towards all of this too because it's kind of like The way everything is, like, related to each other, it can't be completely random. And then even in science, when you learn about, like, entropy and enthalpy and all these different things, it's, like, it's it's weird because it's, like, random order. Like, it's random, yet there's order to it, too. You know what I mean? Like... It's like... hmm. But that's another thing, too. So it's like, how do we know... Because that's like the gray area in history with like religion. Is it history or is it an epic? because that's something I I consider too like is it history or is it an epic like when you hear like religious leaders and different things like that and then I don't know, it's hard to to understand. So that's why time travel would be spectacular and stuff like that. And we're starting to see it even with like modern day or more modern things too. Like now they're saying... They don't know exactly what Shakespeare looked like. They don't know if Shakespeare really was. But he wrote all those... works. So it's kind of like... Is Shakespeare a single person? Is he a group of people? Is he... A family, a community, an organization. He wrote a lot of... Superb things. But yet, was he like an entity of his own? I'm starting to digress. So, it's kind of like... I don't want to piss off religious people because we need religion. At the same time, that's just the last thing I want to end on. It's kind of like... Is... Is religion a part of history where it's like an epic or is it history? And I feel like that's where a lot of fights and issues occur because that's why it became its own sect. Like they called it religion and it's not part of history, it's not part of epic, it's just like religion because it's kind of like a mix of those two things put together. And I wonder, will we create more things like that? Like, is time travel, teleportation, virtual reality, is it all a complete science or is it something else? You know what I mean? Okay, I'm gonna end here.